Welcome to We Break Cycles, the most engaging, insightful, and empowering podcast for equipping kingdom warriors to walk in healing, freedom, and abundance. You can find us on the Gospel Grammar Network, Apple, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everyone to We Break Cycles and to our Wisdom Wednesdays. We have Brother Terrence Lyons with us as our guest today, and we will be speaking on unity and honor. And so we'll just go ahead and open up. So Brother Terrence, what has the Holy Spirit been speaking to you on this topic? Excuse me. Well, it's good to be on with you guys again and thankful to be a part of the this podcast. Uh, one of the things uh, I had got reminded me to, to think back because I had actually written a book back in 2017 about uh, knowing your season. And I actually have a specific section on honor there. And he wanted me to just kind of come back and reiterate some of the points of, of what honor actually is and, and, you know, when he woke me this morning, which was totally, it, it was about right at 3.15, which is not out of the ordinary, but it wasn't planned for that today because I was going to sleep in knowing <laughs> that I had this at 11.30. But when he when he awakened me, he, he wanted me to, to kind of focus on the point of showing how people don't even allow themselves to be honored. Meaning, if you initially meet someone or you are initially partaking in a situation and you're not being your full self, you're actually not allowing somebody to honor you for exactly who you are. So what happens is, is by not being yourself in the initial moment, it makes it more difficult later when you do finally, quote unquote, let your hair down, which I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but when you do let your hair down, then it, the other person's like, well, okay, now which, who, who was who? And what should I truly be expecting from this point forward? That in and of itself, uh, you know, because when it usually when I'm first meeting somebody in person, I'd I want them to be just their 1,000% authentic self because it's it would be like going to the doctor and you're, you, you're going to the doctor because you twisted your ankle. But then you get there and the doctor begins to ask, well, okay, why are you here to see me today? Well, my shoulder's hurt. Now, you initially went because you twisted your ankle. But upon, upon being asked, you told the doctor, it's your shoulder. The doctor spends the time, works on your shoulder, looks at your shoulder. It's like, well, okay, don't see anything. We'll run x-rays. We'll do MRIs. And they go through and do all of that information. And you walk out and you never tell them about your ankle. Well, then you get out of there and someone asks, well, how'd the doctor's visit go? Well, he never even looked at my ankle. Now, <laughs> that wasn't his fault. He asked you, hey, what are you here for? But all you told him about, well, I had been having trouble with my shoulder for so long. I figured since I was in front of the doctor, I'd just go ahead and let them look at my shoulder. Well, 
okay, now don't complain about your ankle and it possibly being broken because you never brought that up. The reason that I'm, I'm bringing that out that way is because this is what so many people do is they're afraid to be them, be their authentic self. And by them being afraid to be their authentic self, it actually hinders someone else from even being able to honor them. Because one of the things that, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I wanted to clarify in, in, in a definition of honor that, that God gives me, and that's, that's actually in the book, is honor is the extending of grace towards someone or towards their belief without them performing anything to receive it nor with them being able to do so that in and of itself when i'm initially honoring someone there's nothing you can do to hinder it and there's nothing you can do to gain it because in most cases honor being extended is extended and the person hasn't had a chance to do anything so that's where the difference in respect comes in because respect comes in after you had the time to actually watch action watch how doing and then you're able to see them for continually doing that thing right there well honor is hey you you don't have to do anything and you can't do anything that's actually going to change the actions that I'm give, gracing towards you. Being able to, to do that in a, in a good way it is crucial to understand because in Psalm 49 and verse 20, that, that's where it gives us an example. And it says, a man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. <laughs> and that in and of itself, you know, when I found out, you know, that scripture some years ago, I was like, oh, time out. <laughs> so, so, so if I'm in a position that honor can be extended or received, and I don't understand that I'm in that kind of moment, then I just end up being like a beast that perishes. Mm. Wow. That, you know, I already knew about honor at that point, but that took it to a whole nother level to, to see that, okay, you go from being like a human being to a beast, all because of not knowing how to honor a moment. Mm -hmm. well, okay, I got you. So, so when we, when we brought up, you know, Hebrews, Hebrews 13 and two, when it last, the last time we were on talking about, you know, be careful to entertain strangers because you're actually were entertaining angels unaware that brought that to a whole new light because again the person's pathway that you meet the the person that that you encounter for the first time you not honoring in that moment might be causing your own perishing all because that was an angel that god set up for you to cross pathways with I don't want to gamble like that. <laughs> so the easy way to fix that is just to treat everyone just like first Peter two and 17 says, honor all 
men. So just cross the board. Honor everybody. <laughs> doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Doesn't matter how much money you got, don't got. Doesn't matter how much experience you got. Does not matter. I'm just going to give honor across the board. And that way, I'm good. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys kind of interject a little bit on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that, you know, how you, you brought it to that, um, you know, really, like we said la last time we spoke, you know, there's no, it's it's not negotiable. There's n It's a non-negotiable thing, right? Um, just honoring everyone across the board. But I really love, you know, how you started with, you know, us not allowing ourselves to be honored um, just not knowing how to, and I think it ties to really, do we know who we are? Like your identity, you know, do you really know who you are? Because when you do know you, uh, who you, uh, when you do know who you are and you're comfortable and confident in that, in your identity, then you can be who you are supposed to be with anyone. doesn't really matter who they are. Like you can be the same, the same consistent person. Um, and, and it's funny that you, you brought that up because as you were speaking, I, I thought about this analogy that I typically share with my clients um, um, as far as uh, their health. Um, and I was like, well, you're the best doctor, you know, that that ever was for yourself. Right. And and I say that because when you go to the doctor, the doctor works on like the example you just gave. They work with the information you give to them, right? So if you leave out anything when you go to the doctor within that 10 minutes, then they, they're misdiagnosing. They're giving you the wrong prescription. They're telling you the wrong things, and, and that's not appropriate for you. And so that tie, and what I share that with them to say is you need to be mindful of who you are. You need to be self-aware. You need to be paying attention to what's going on in your body because your body is telling you, is revealing what's going on to you. And so in this case is when we go to God, Father, you know, who am I? How do you see me? Who do you, who, what's my identity? And go to the word of God to help, you know, determine that because you don't go to, you don't ask a thing, you know, what its purpose is. You ask the manufacturer, you ask the, the person who made it, right? And so it's us turning to God to say, hey, God, okay, what was your intent when you created me? What was on your heart when you made me? There, you had an idea, you know, it, that you were thinking of something. And so what is that? And, and tell me who I am. And then when we know this, when this becomes, when we align with it, when we become one with who God says we are, then we can be that one to everyone, no matter what we've gone through or what we go through in life, you know, we're not shaped by our experiences. I mean, they, they, they may influence us. They don't exactly. Um, and, but, um, we are defined by who God says we are, and then we can be that with anyone in any situation. Um, and yeah, and then we can, we can be honored. We can receive the honor that, that we sh we um, should receive, and we can also give the honor that we should give. I love it. I think that we are onto something really important, and that it is so needed. I I feel like there are things God is intent. When we talk about walking and living in abundance, and walking in in our godly inheritance, having the blessings God intended. I mean, Jesus paid a big price for us to walk in abundance to walk in freedom to walk in those benefits and you touched on something bb that is so like 
it's very much something on my heart right now, and that is not letting your past rob you from the things God wants you to be able to receive right now. And I'm just going to put in something very practical, and I know my husband will not mind me sharing this, but with regards to marriage, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be real. That's what this, is about, this broadcast is about because this is going to set people free. There are listeners that need to hear this. In my past, in my past marriage, there were times where if I asked for something, the message that was being heard was there, that there was an inadequacy there. So I felt like I received, you know, there was a negative response to me being, me being able to ask for something. And, and I don't even know that I knew how to ask the right way. And so that's something that has carried on. And now, you know, God has, has um, given me a new beginning, my husband and I. He is, we have a very healthy relationship. In his past relationship, I don't believe that he was able to ask for the things that he needed. I don't think that that was something significant. I think this is, these are experiences a lot of us are familiar with in different relationships, in, in working relationships, however this applies. But I know that my husband and I have been married for four years, and we came to a place where I, you know, we just started talking through some things, and he said, well, I, I've, I didn't know that that was okay for me to ask you for that. I didn't know that it was okay for me, just something simple like, I wait up for you to go to sleep. I wait up for you to go to sleep because I think you might get upset if I go to sleep before you. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is a simple thing. But you need rest, and you have the freedom in this relationship to get the rest you need. And, I mean, this, this topic could go on forever. And so I'm like, okay, let's sit and purpose to, commu- to ask for what we need and know that we have the freedom to do that so that we can get God saw our relationship from every aspect and he blessed us with each other and if we would get the things from the past out of the way we would be walked for four years we've been missing out on great things that God intended for us to be like flowing in and just enjoying that we haven't because we haven't felt the freedom to ask and we weren't allowing ourselves to receive from each other things we wanted to give to each other so this is awesome exactly Exactly. (laughs) and now miss bb i can understand why you're saying to her listen to saturday's Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) because all all of that goes right back to Mm-hmm. understanding how to honor yourself, how to honor each other, mm-hmm. because the biggest problem is if I don't know how to be myself, mm-hmm. then I don't even know how to honor someone else being themselves. Mm-hmm. See, and that, that's crucial. That, that, that's a major thing that I try to make sure that everybody always gets. One of the, one of our biggest statements that I give out at Ecclesia on a consistent basis is feelings are fair, but don't stay there. Mm. Yes. It is completely fair for, for your, your husband to think, man, I don't want to go to sleep before she does because I don't want her to think that I'm just bailing out on her each night. Totally fair for that. The key is he has to get a confidence enough to say, Hey babe, uh, you mind if I turn in early? I'm pretty tired. No disrespect to you, but I'm sleepy. I'm trying to go to bed. I had a long day at work, whatever the case may be. And then vice versa, being able to do that in such a way that says, you know what? I'm honoring you for who you are. I'm honoring me for who I am. 
and we're trying to find a solution for this so that we both grow from each instance that we have like this. That's the, the importance of, but, but again, if I don't put out who I am on the front end, I don't even give you a chance to honor me. I don't even give you a chance to, <laughs> to actually accept me just like I am, whatever that is and in whatever area of life that is. And that's why it's so important because when we know how to do that with ourselves first, and, and in the streets, there's this term called the. I, I gotta I gotta put out here that that I, I know a lot of street terms, <laughs> but but in the streets, there, there's this thing called that where where it said real recognizes real. And and it it's very important to to understand what that means, especially if you've ever been in the streets. If you've got to deal with with people who are rough around the edges, they can sniff out a fake person any day of the week. The key is, if you're really being you, they don't know whether you're for them or against them. Now, the only way that they ever find out is there's gonna have to be a conversation. If everybody's being real within a relationship, now, this doesn't matter if it's the body of Christ. This doesn't matter if it's marriage. This doesn't matter if it's a brother and sister. Doesn't matter if it's someone, cousins, aunts, uncles. Doesn't matter. If you are able to recognize how to honor yourself, then one, you're going to be able to recognize if somebody is honoring you or if they're dishonoring you. <laughs> you're going to be able to determine Either one, because real recognizes real. And once you recognize that, it's at that point, you then still have to make the conscious decision because one of the, the biggest examples of real recognizing real in the scriptures that it it took me a few years to finally just, just understand Jesus and Judas. Mm. Now, I know this guy is set to betray me but I'm still letting him hang around me and manage my money. <laughs> well, you know what, Brother Terrence? I, t correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was reading the scripture, didn't he call him friend? Mm -hmm. He called him friend. And I, you know, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. Here's why. So, so I'm glad you brought up that part because this, again, goes with honor. At no point in scripture do you find Jesus trying to change Judas. You don't find him trying to pray that Judas comes to light. You don't try to you don't find him trying to get Judas to adjust who he is, except for in one circumstance when he says, That that you do, do it quickly. Because he understood his moment. He understood, okay, this is the time that I know I'm supposed to be betrayed. I know this is supposed to happen. This is going to set forth, watch this, my calling. Who you're designed to be as a man of dishonor is actually going to help activate my honor. So I need for you to do exactly what you know you're supposed to do when you wrong me. I know it's supposed to happen. I know it has to happen. I know that by you doing this to me, I get to save the world. But if you don't do this, 
I can't get any of the other 11 to do it because they show honor in a different way. Honoring who you're built to be is what's going to help everybody in the circumstance know exactly how to function. That's why in, in, in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verses 20 through 21, <clears throat> it's there that you find where it explains in a house, in a great house, because it says it this way, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of, and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. So I got to know how to handle honor and dishonor. But the only way that I know how to handle both is I got to know how to honor myself. Because if I don't know how to honor myself, then I don't pay attention to the fact that, okay, God's told me to go here. So I go here. Now, when I get there, someone is set to dishonor me there. That's to check and see, well, I still honor what God told me to do, no matter how I'm treated. This goes back to what Jesus is saying when he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand that I'm their savior. They don't see it yet. Now, I knew it coming in. So I have to take them mistreating me because they don't even know how to honor me yet. They don't understand who I really am yet. So since they don't understand who I am yet, I have to be ready to accept the dishonor that comes before my honor becomes fulfilled. Now I can go in and I'm strengthened no matter what, because the only reason I'm going, it's not for you to treat me good. It's not for me to, to, to have a high pedestal. I'm doing it because this is what my father told me to do, period. That's it. Because I'm honoring him and his instructions that he gave me. Now, when I get there and you dishonor me or you honor me, that, that's why in this verse I love it so much because it says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he's saying don't get caught up in the honor and don't get caught up in the dishonor. Be able to take them both and be okay with whichever one that you receive. If you know how to do that, honor is always your portion. That's why it's so important, you know, and I'm reminded when we were first starting doing that first podcast and <laughs> Kenny was asking, well, do we call you this? Do you, do you go by this? Do you go by this? Whatever you want to call me. Mm -hmm. And here's why. There were a lot of names that I were before I became apostle. There were a lot of names that I, uh, that I was before I became pastor. So a lot of people, I'm, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm a father, I'm, I'm in all of those positions. So whoever comes and talks to me, they already have a specific version of me that they honor. This is why when Jesus is asking the disciples and he says, who do men say that I am? 
Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. Jesus didn't get mad. He didn't get upset. He didn't say they don't even recognize me for being the Messiah. <laughs> he, he, he didn't get upset about that. He, he's like, okay, that's the way they see me. Then he turns, changes the question and says, okay, who do you say that I am? And Peter's the only one that answers out of the 12. See, that that's what people don't pay attention to. Peter's the only one that answers out of the 12. And Jesus explains something that helps everybody to understand how individual identity is so important. He says, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But my father, which is in heaven. So you, what he was saying in essence was, Peter, you have now eavesdropped on our relationship. Because it would take somebody who's hearing from my father to know that I'm the Christ. Because I didn't come and tell you that. Mm -hmm. So since I didn't tell you that, <laughs> and I know the rest of the world don't know right now, and you're saying it, I know you've been talking to my daddy and now we've got a different connection. Now we've got a different way to function with each other. And now I can honor you a different way and you can honor me a different way. And these things all are encompassed in knowing how to accept honor, knowing how to be dishonored, but still being yourself, no matter which one's happening. Wow. I thank you for all of that wisdom. I, I could just sit and just soak that in. I think we're definitely left with some things to meditate on. These are life changing words. I just within our family had a conversation with one of our kids about, you know, a situation where they had purposed and been intentional to be obedient to God. And they were hoping for a position and someone who did not seem like they were honoring God in that place, had that position. And so there's the question, why do I try if it doesn't pay off? Someone else is walking in, uh, is being honored, and I'm, I've sacrificed. I've, it's cost me a lot. Why am I not receiving that honor? And, and knowing that that wasn't really, something wasn't adding up and not knowing where, how to um, reconcile those two things, and this is just powerful. Thank you very much. I, I can't wait to share this with my with um, our kids. So, yeah, I'm just over here like hashtag slayed, right? <laughs> slayed, wrecked, all of those good words, um, which is what the word of God does, you know. Um, and I, I just love, love, love that, you know, example of Jesus and Judas. And really, I mean, if Jesus could do it, he could still honor a person he clearly knew who <laughs> was not there to help him, but to, you know, harm him. Um, but because he knew who he was and he knew his identity and he knew the, because he was so close to his father, he knew the father's heart. He knew the plan. He knew his purpose, all of that stuff he knew. And so he was able to not allow his emotions to dictate, Right. And really just, like, be comfortable. Even bless the guy. Like, be in the same space as him. Eat with him at the same table. You know, like, stuff that we would be, like, 
<laughs> going crazy out of the exactly. We would all the words, all those not good words we would say, you know, and all the not good thoughts we would think, you know, um, easily. But see, he, yeah, and I just absolutely love that. I need to go sit with that and just say, okay, Jesus, teach me, tell me, tell me, step by step, how do we do this? Because, whew, this is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it actually, because because I'll I'll give you this other point because what whatever whatever realm that you encounter a person on, mm-hmm. and the that that's the realm that you're going to draw from. So <clears throat> if if you will honor somebody at a specific realm, so so take take this into consideration as as you think about that. Jesus knows. If I don't have Judas, I can't do what God sent me here to do. I can't do what my father sent me here to do. Because again, Peter is fighting everybody that's attempting to hurt Jesus. (laughs) So how does he ever become our sacrifice? How does he ever become our propitiation of our sin? How does he ever take away the sin of the world? if all of the disciples are actually fighting to keep it from happening. So Jesus understands I've got to have the honor here and I've got to have the dishonor here in order to get my part done. Mm -hmm. So that's why we we've got to know, okay, because I I know y'all heard this a lot in in this day and time. It's, it's rampant. And when I hear it, I cringe. It's like, you know, just just only have positive people around you. Mm. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> you, you can't do that because if everything is good, you'll never know how to endure and get beyond bad. Mm. So God knows who to send to you to develop you, to grow you into who he's put you into the earth to be. See, that, that's the other part that we've got to understand is, uh, I like what you said, Ms. Beebe, when you said, you know, you don't ask the, the product itself what its purpose is. Mm-hmm. So our manufacturer, the most high God, our father, he says, okay, this child has to be developed to a specific way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give them some good, but then I'm going to have a lot of dirt thrown on the top of them mm-hmm. because... They've got to know how to fight through that. So Jesus starts out in a manger. He is attempted to be killed by the king. He's the the Sanhedrin is consistently after him the whole entire time. He has, you know, I I, I laugh at people when they get upset about people leaving their lives because I tell them, hey, Jesus had disciples to turn his back on him. If he had disciples to turn back their back on him, what makes you think people ain't going to leave you? So you got to understand he had a purpose because that that 70, the 70 that went out and returned and said, oh, my gosh, even the devils are subject unto us under thy name. You can find that, you know, in, in Luke 10. The devils are subject unto, unto us under thy, you know, through thy name. But then those 70 end up turning their back on it those 70 end up leaving so much so that Jesus turns to the 12 and says, are you leaving too? <laughs> and then Peter said, look, well, where are we going to go? 
<laughs> you know, you, you're the Christ. So the 12 understand that your numbers are going to fluctuate. And, and here's why I wanted to under, you know, the point I wanted to get to. We've got to know that the bad and those that are set to dishonor us are just as important as the good that's sent to help build us up and honor us. And we gotta have both because if we don't have both, the development never happens like the manufacturer meant for us to be developed. So you've got to understand, and that one of the things I do whenever I purchase anything, doesn't matter what it is, when I purchase it, my very first thing that I do is I pray over it for it to change kingdoms mm -hmm. for the usage of what God meant for me to purchase it for in the first place. Uh -huh. Because they they got it and manufactured it to sell it. Mm -hmm. I got it and, and, and I'm going to use it to honor God with it with whatever he meant for me to do with it. So that then shows honor to him and I get full purpose and usage out of what I've just partaken of. Wow. So. Yeah, this is, this is intense. I mean, literally, thank you so much for that, Brother Terrence. What I hear is, look, you need the rejection. You need the betrayal. You need the hurt. <laughs> and that's, that's intense. Literally, that is intense, you know, for a lot of us and, and really mind-blowing because then all those things are really the ingredients to make you who God, you know, um, intended, right? Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so I feel like all of this we need to sit on <laughs> and rest with. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this is, um, and I know there's so much more, you know, where that came from for sure. But, um, yeah, thank you all. Um, Lori, did you want to add anything or share anything that's I, on your mind? You know, I just wanted to say that God does use those things. And the, the good news is that he is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is our healer. He is our guide. He's our strength and he's our source when we're going through. How we walk out those, those trials is so significant. That is our opportunity to reflect God to be the light in the world is how we walk out these trials that that is really the core purpose and everything the Holy Spirit empowers us and equips us to overcome we will know the heart of God the compassion of God the healing of God the hand of God is our provider the hand of God is our strength that will help us to be able to hold our brothers and our sisters up to lock arms with them and say I know you're going through, but let, let me share my God with you. Let me show you how God made himself known to me as a provider so I can stand in faith with you for your financial breakthrough, so I can stand in faith with you um, as we pray over your prodigal child or pray healing for you over this rejection that God, God is going to restore you and he's going to give you a new beginning. And so there is so much beauty in the things that we go through that God, he is a God of new beginnings and it's, it all has to do with what we walk through. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's all a process, you know, um, that he's walking us through. And at the end of the day, like the word says, we come out gold, right? For us to be refined in this fire and we come out gold, you know, and then we get a revelation of our father in ways that we probably never would have known him you know, when we've experienced these things. So, 
Yeah, so um, with that, I think we can just round up here. We thank you so much for joining us uh, today, y'all. I hope that you've been so blessed and enriched. And, you know, I want you to meditate on what we've shared today and just um, let it soak in and let just God, let God just reveal more, you know, to you as you um, think and meditate on, on these things that we've shared. Uh, we've enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you so much, Brother Terrence, for joining us. And we're excited to have you on again, um, you know, for the next uh, part of this series, uh, learning about the unity and, and honor. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of We Break Cycles. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like and share. We invite you to follow our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. And please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs>